actually talked about this briefly on, on a different podcast, just like, what is the pairing? You know, you, you kind of, what, what is the pairing to beat them? And I think we actually came up, uh, uh, Rob Nunnery and myself, with Dylan and Riley, or of course, possibly Jack Sock and Riley, uh, but that would probably be more, more next year. So also, James, I would say that right now there's probably a big three in terms of those teams with uh, Matt and Riley, the, the kids, uh, JW and Dylan. What would you say uh, you would need to do with Tyson McGuffin? Or actually, we've seen Pablo and Federico have some nice runs here. You guys kind of on those teams on the bubble. What would you need to do to step into that mix with those three teams? commentator in the game i've said it many times other people have said it i'm not going to say he has the best podcast in the game but he's the best <laughs> commentator in the game and uh he's on we got him on for a second time so thank you for coming on adam yeah james no happy to be here and this is you know the first time i was a, I, I was definitely a guest uh, i think we're gonna go with a little bit more of a co-host here today uh so i of recent of course so i recently signed with selkirk uh, as you are already a member of the team. So uh, maybe when you can't get a, a guest or you just, it's been a while, maybe I'll sneak on and uh, and help you out and uh, talk about all the all the comings and goings in the pickleball world. Pretty exciting. Definitely. If I ever need somebody to just carry my podcast, you're going to be the first <laughs> person I call. Um, all right, so let's get into it. We had the uh, Texas Open, hottest tournament I've ever been to in my life. I actually had a heat stroke in men's doubles uh first time i've ever had a heat stroke um so that was bad but let's talk yeah. about men's singles this guy jaume martinez vich got to the finals i've had the opportunity to be around him he's really funny guy great personality he's only about five foot two maybe five three but he's out <laughs> there balling um so what are i don't know if you got to see any of him play or, or your thoughts on that Oh, no, absolutely. He he seems like he's a real showman, too. I think the fans really enjoyed watching him play. He is, uh, if he's 5'2", then I'm five foot flat. Uh, no, I, I, I do think he is about 5'8", but man, he is quick around the court. Uh, so I, I actually got to to talk to Ben after the singles match. And he was, he, he, he mentioned he is very uh, Federico-esque in a lot of aspects with the uh, the foot speed and some of the big ground strokes. So it was really cool to see him uh, jump in the mix and be in that championship Sunday. And I, I didn't realize it, but he had a very quality uh, tennis background. And I, I think we'll see more of uh, of Jaume moving forward. Yeah, I actually played him. Me and Tyson played him first round in men's dubs also. And he's got pretty good hands um he's got like you know he's still got a ton of stuff to figure out and I was the same way but I think he's pretty solid he could be good at doubles too um women's singles that was crazy uh so it was pretty much chalk you know Anna Lee and Leia in the finals and then Leia actually had match points and then there was a uh, before the match points I think this was in like the middle of the second game there was a sideline interview. And this is the first time I've ever seen a sideline interview in a pickleball match. I wasn't sure what was going on. Maybe it was because Anna Lee was losing for like the first time ever. Um, do you know what was going on there? Why there was a sideline interview 
and maybe your thoughts on on the interview itself because I've had <laughs> some. Yes, yeah, so uh, I think it certainly doesn't happen a lot, but it will occasionally happen. Uh, I know when I've done some commentary with MLP, we sent it down courtside with Cameron Blackwood a couple times. So I think it was probably just a, a really juicy match. And of course, you have, you know, Lee with the ACL issue going to kind of a full on coaching role. So I think that uh, maybe it was not unusual, but it doesn't happen too often. And the interview was maybe not spicy, but uh, there was definitely some maybe some uh, comments that could have been worded slightly differently. Of course, I don't know what was going on in Lee's head, but it was it was a bit of uh, kind of not giving a lot of credit to the opponent and kind of uh, uh, talking about some of the, uh, the, the equipment and, and some of the situation with Leia. She clearly had a, a new strategy. Uh, she has been working on her fitness the last couple of weeks. So I do think that there was reason to believe that it was a different player, not just from an equipment standpoint, but from a strategy and on-court standpoint. What did you think of the interview, James? <laughs> well, I've got no, uh, you know, they're both on my MLP team and mm -hmm. neither of them watch my podcast. So <laughs> I've got no dog in this race. Right, but, right. Um, I know Leia's working really hard. It's unfortunate that Leia lost. I was rooting for Leia to win. I thought it would have been great if she did win. Um, but I think Lee, Lee is also really competitive. Uh, being mm -hmm. on the same LP team, she's a great coach, by the way. I think she's very valuable on the sideline. And somebody like that who's so used to winning, if if things aren't going their way, then it's going to be some, you know, it's, it's not easy to deal with. And um, I've never won that much, so I don't really know the excuse <laughs> I come up with. If I was don't leader. look at me, I I don't know yeah. either. So, uh, but yeah, no, I I agree with pretty much what you said there, James. And it just it, it was just the fact that Annalie's been so dominant. So for her to just dominate and then get in a situation that's a little dicey where it's a tight match, uh, for all that dominance to not give a little love to the opponent, I, I definitely think was probably a poor choice of words, but. You know, uh, who knows exactly what was going on in, in Lee's mind when she was saying that. But as a uh, team member of the New Jersey Fives, do you think this might have some residual effects or possibly affect a little team chemistry for MLP? I don't think so, because I think we've all like as far as like teams are concerned and like in terms of like tight knit um, chemistry wise, mm -hmm. I don't think we're top five in those rankings. We haven't ever really been. I mean, I think Anna Lee and Lee are great. I think Leia's great. I think Hayden's great. But, like, we're not, you know, Anna's on the Hustlers, right? And they're hanging out after the matches. Right. They're, uh, they're like, friends off the court. Like, we're kind of more just – we're all business. Um, and that doesn't mean that I – like, I think they're all great. I mean, Ryan in particular is great, our owner, um, Gary V. But we're not – I don't think it's going to be a problem. I don't think it'll affect anything. I do think, though, that it's funny that this came out the day before the Perseus was released. It's like the best advertising <laughs> could have possibly right. had. But that's okay, guys, because I use the 006, and it's got four times the pop, five times the spin. Six times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, the, the memes were out in full force about the about the Yola and how they were just loving, uh, you know, all the publicity and everything. So it, it is pretty funny. And yeah, uh, yeah to, I, I totally agree with you, James. I think there's a lot of teams 
that do have differences a little more tight-knit some more business uh you know inside the lines and some uh, hang out a little bit more outside the lines so it is interesting the team dynamics and some of the players uh but i i would guess also that uh you know with that two-week buffer you guys are going to be just fine uh, when it comes to game time for mlp and also leia choosing not to play singles uh this weekend just so they don't have another epic match right before mlp i think makes a little bit of sense too yeah, yeah, and it's, I mean, you know, Hayden's 17, Anna Lee is 16, like, we're not really, it's just a different dynamic, right, it's, um, sure, yeah, to, no, totally, yeah. Ma makes a lot of sense, uh, but yeah, I'll tell you what, that was an epic match, and rarely on these, on these tournament recaps, James, are we talking heavily about both singles events, and that's exactly what we've been doing so far, so, you know, I'm a doubles guy, I prefer the doubles, but the singles entertainment level was, was pretty high, high level this weekend, so it was good to see. Yeah. So in mixed, I so me and Anna got bronze. Uh, we had a good tournament. We pretty much rolled through everybody who wasn't Annalie and Ben had some pretty uh, decisive wins outside of that and then decisively lost to Annalie and Ben, which mm -hmm. is fine. And then in the bronze, <laughs> <laughs> we got my paddle got challenged by Federico. Oh, I didn't so, know that. Oh, fun fact. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So we were actually up 8-2 in the bronze, and then Fed I hit like a ball. Really, you know you know me. Like if I really connect on the ball with the 0-2, it comes off pretty hot. <laughs> and uh, I think I might have hit Federico with the ball. Maybe it was on purpose, maybe not. I don't remember. But I, I definitely didn't try not to hit him. And uh, <laughs> day two, I hit him, whatever. And then he's like, challenge the paddle he dropped his paddle he's like i'm challenging it right then and there he it was like a he made a scene we had to stop for like two or three minutes because he challenged the paddle and uh next thing you know we win the match four and eight and it came back as green so it wasn't even close to failing and i knew that was going to be the case because if a paddle delaminates you can feel it you can hear it pros know when their paddle delaminates i don't care what anybody says you know and i wouldn't use a delaminated paddle because if I used a delaminated paddle, it'd be be a safety hazard. You know, I'm not, this isn't Sarah, Sarah Ansbury using the delaminated paddle. <laughs> I'm not Sarah <laughs> Ansbury. I'm going to hurt people. Yeah. So, I'm, I, yes, I, I agree, James. <laughs> so, so basically um, it passed and, and it's no hard feelings with Federico. I just wanted to get that out there because he, it's good to know that players are becoming more confident, challenging paddles. You got to challenge the paddle if you think it's suspicious. You can't be like, a, you know, there can't be like a stigma like, oh, this person might be using one, might not just challenge it and get it out of the way. So what are your thoughts on, you know, the whole paddle challenge thing and just making sure that players are comfortable with that? Right. No, I, I think this this is something that they put in place. They they have a rule about it. So I think you're you're uh, you're correct in that there shouldn't be a stigma or anything bad that comes out of challenging this is the rule that's in place so uh you know maybe if every other match one particular person is challenging paddles constantly you know that gets a little dicey but if it's not happening all the time these players should have free reign to do so and uh this is the situation that we're in so i i am okay with it and, and i don't think it's a problem at all even though you know some of the keyboard warriors and social media people have, have kind of you know, given a bad rap to some people that have challenged uh, paddles or saying bad sportsmanship or whatever. I don't see it that way. So I'm, 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 I'm okay with it. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, so, yeah, I mean, 
It was outside of that. I mean, it was a good, good overall day. Ben and Annalie are just, Annalie is so tough to attack. And, uh, but we'll see. We're going to, we tried mm-hmm. to put me on the right a little bit, a little Adam Stone action, put me on the right, see what happened. <laughs> and uh, it didn't work, but we're, we're, all, we're getting back to the drawing board there. So, um, but yeah, men's doubles. That's right. So we, we actually had, oh, sorry. I, I was just going to say, James, we actually had a pretty funny interaction in the men's bathroom. On on uh, on men's doubles day, where you you had mentioned that that heat stroke, uh, do you think that it was all because of men's day, or possibly a little leak carryover from that long uh, mixed day that you had for the weather? I think it's it's both, and I also played singles, right? And and I had a really tough match with JW, and mm-hmm. um, it was just it was that, and also I didn't really take my fitness seriously enough, knowing that Texas would be so tough. I didn't think it was going to be that hot. I thought if you train in Florida, you're fine if you go anywhere else. And uh, that's not true because I was basically, sec- you know, me and Tyson had like a easy first match, relatively quick second match. And then third round, we go out there against Dylan and JW. And there were some long grindy points, a lot of middle dinks, a lot of just dink it to JW and he's just gonna you know he's gonna keep you right right there in the point and meanwhile I'm at the kitchen line jumping rope basically like I'm just bouncing up and down and um that's a whole nother problem I gotta stop doing that so much but uh yeah I started to shake I started to feel my hands like start to shiver and I start to get like ice cold and I started to my heart was beating really fast and I was like seeing two balls and I already don't like Dylan Frazier in front of me. Now I'm seeing two balls. It's just not, you know, it wasn't, good. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, so I, uh, I had to, it was scary. It was really scary. And I, I had to pull out, but um, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've, I've been there before brother. And for, for me, it's, it's when I get the like cold tingles on the back of my neck i know that i'm in a in a situation that might not be the best uh so okay james i have a question for you so if you are playing in conditions like the texas open we talked about your your uh we know about the split step heard around the world at the last mlp and, and you know some of your happy feet in the point and how that locks you in mentally um is there a situation where you're going to have to work on that because the conditions are just so brutal that it obviously takes a little extra out of you physically. For sure. I mean, I've got two options. Uh, option one is just to get in like unreal shape, just be like Carlos Alcaraz and just be jumping rope. Like, and, and that's, that's a, that's probably my least favorite option. <laughs> um, I don't really <laughs> want to do that. And then there is just trying to move my feet less and I've been trying to move my feet less in practice the last couple months. And it's just tough. It's like my focus, my ability to focus, like I just go in and out. I start thinking about Starbucks. I'll start thinking about like, what am I doing after this? Anything. And for me, if I move my feet so much, it's like, if you think about it, the more you move your feet, the less you think, right? Like if you move your feet a lot, you don't think. So that was, that's been my philosophy and it's been helping me. It, it kind of works, but like, I've got to maybe find a way to just stay in the present moment and focus without moving my feet so much. Uh, so yeah, to answer your question, I think that's going to be the way I go about this, I guess. That's my plan. Yeah. So. 
yeah, maybe maybe pick spots to do it as opposed to doing it constantly. I'm not really sure, but it's like it's like when the it's just hard to to kind of rewire your brain. It obviously has benefits for you mentally. So you know, it's like when the power goes out, you still flip the light switch. It's hard to like change your brain, you know, to uh to uh to kind of get out of that. So, uh, but yeah, if it's going to be you know, 92 and humid, you, you might have to figure something yeah. out because uh, that's pretty rough. So, um, oh, what we, okay, so we were talking about men's doubles and I'll tell you what, I think that might be the best I've ever seen Colin play in that final. It was yeah. pretty high level stuff. I said it on the broadcast. It was a dang right side masterclass from Colin and uh, yeah, good to see him uh, affecting the match as much, if not more from the right side than, than his brother on the left. Colin played really well. I just can't even comprehend. Like for me, it's always been really, you know, everybody's got talents and stuff they're good at and stuff they're not good at. I just don't know how to reset the ball. I just have no, like, it just doesn't occur to me. And naturally I just don't, because then I see Colin hitting these resets and it just, Colin just shocks me as a player. Like he doesn't touch the ball for like two points, three points. He'll like not even have hit the ball. And then like somebody will rocket a ball at him and he's just like, reset and it's like this high over the net and it's i just can't even i don't know it's just crazy the, the stuff that he does out there is like you never think anybody would say this about colin johns but it's magical it's kind of magical <laughs> stuff he does i, no, I don't even is. i don't know what to say yeah he played he plays his role uh beautifully so i mean you know he's he's been playing for four or five years now and everything that he has done is to prepare for this role as his brother's partner on the right side and maybe that's affected some of his mixed play or, or some of his left side play when he's playing with not his brother but the bottom line is when he is in that role paired with ben it's it's something special and magical even as you mentioned so let me ask you this i was talking to greg dow about this over under on losses for ben and colin this year we set it at one and a half are you gonna take the over or the under? Uh, I'll I'll take I'll take the over, but it's a very reasonable line. Uh, you know, everyone. I mean, we, we we talk about it all the time. You know, everyone's getting better. There's more parity. Everyone's closer, but they just keep winning. They just keep winning. And uh, even even chatting with Colin in the player lounge, he's taking it even more seriously with some of the working out and the weightlifting and, you know, plyometric type stuff. So uh, they're, they're not resting on their laurels. They're, they're still drilling. They're still working in the gym and man, it's just, it's just really tough, especially in a three out of five to, to beat that team. And yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just really quality stuff. And someone's going to have to take, take a step forward uh, if they're going to be able to beat those guys, any form of consistently. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think Colin was in the gym even, but uh, that's impressive that he's, that he's taking it that seriously. It doesn't look like he's, you know, pumping the iron, but he's, no. uh, it's tough, man. I don't know who's going to beat that team. Maybe, maybe Riley and Dylan, if they started playing together. Right. Yeah, actually. Uh, we actually talked about this briefly on, on a different podcast, just like, what is the pairing? You know, you, you kind of, what, what is the pairing to beat them? And I think we actually came up, uh, uh, Rob Nunnery and myself with Dylan and Riley, or of course, possibly Jack Sock and Riley. Uh, but that would probably be more, more next year. So also James, I would say that right now there's probably a big three in terms of those teams with uh, Matt and Riley, uh, the kids, uh, JW and Dylan, what would you say 
uh, you would need to do with Tyson McGuffin, or actually we've seen Pablo and Federico have some nice runs here. You guys kind of on those teams on the bubble, what would you need to do to step into that mix with those three teams? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think for me, it's, it's just simple, right? It's just the soft game, dialing it in more, getting more of those high quality men's reps. I -hmm. think that it's, me and Tyson have played well the last couple of weekends. It's just, we've gotten really close. We've had some issues with, with like, you know, Tyson had a heat stroke in Atlanta and now I had one in, in Texas. So it's tough. We're both, uh, we both go hard out there, but it's just the soft game for me. I think, I think if I'm dialing in the dinks and just not, not uh, maybe just being more comfortable with it, having it on autopilot. Cause you see Ben and Riley and these guys, it's like, they're not even trying. Like they're just, they're on autopilot when they're dinking and, and doing these thirds and fifths. And for me, like I've only been playing for a year and a half and I've only really been playing like high quality men's games for like maybe six months. Right. Like I haven't had these, these high quality touches. So I'm just a little, not always making the right decisions. Not really sure about like, you know, where the ball is going to come back at a certain point. Like, I think it's just the soft game dialing and dialing that in. And Tyson's ready. Tyson's playing well. I think I think on the right side, Tyson's doing everything that I would need him to do for me to to win. It's just coming down to me now. Like I've just got to be better. And uh, I don't see why I wouldn't be. And I think for 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 us too, like the serve and the drive are getting. I'm finally hitting my serve hard, and uh, I'm kind of every month I'm adding like new stuff. Um, so yeah, men's though it takes time men's is it's real pickleball yeah. you know it's it's weird yeah, it's <laughs> like mixed yeah. i think i'm like if i'm not top three then i want to know who number three is and we have to compare the stats because from this year results wise i'm top three but mixed mm-hmm. is not real it's not the same it's not even i don't it's real pickleball but like men's is like okay you gotta actually be smart you can't just speed up everything at like Catherine, you know, it's not the same thing, <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, so yeah, no, that's t- a little different. Yeah. Yeah, totally true. Uh, definitely the last one to get fully comfortable with. And I think the, the, the statement that you made make that they're almost kind of sleepwalking through the soft stuff. Like the, those top guys, they don't even consider missing the soft stuff. And that is a lot of work that they've done. And so you kind of, you, you kind of get that preparation, you get that, that thing that kind of clicks, and then you don't even really think about the soft stuff that just happens. And, you know, uh, uh, I, I think it's different for everyone when that actually clicks in. Uh, but once it does, it is very uh, freeing and, and very nice uh, to kind of have that. And maybe it hasn't clicked uh, for you quite yet, James, but if it does, uh, and I think that it will, uh, uh, watch out, that's for sure. It's gonna, cause I'm drilling. I'm drilling more than anybody, Adam. And it's like, why? I don't know. I mean, every time I miss a third, I'm like, what is the deal? I've hit 15 and like thousand of these in the last two mm-hmm. weeks. But anyway, you can't have it all. You can't have it all, James. You can't have oh, it all. I'm gonna, I mean, you got, gonna. you got the most power in the game, James. You can't. I have to, <laughs> I'm getting it. <laughs> so, oh, and then you asked me. Yeah, about okay. Fed. Good stuff. Pablo and fed. Oh yeah, Pablo Fed. That's a right. team that could be good too. I mean, Pablo, his dinking is not great. Uh, his backhand dink, but his counters are great. 
his forehand counter, he hits it harder than like, you know, almost any, he's got the 002 in his hands. He's a complete stud. And um, Federico's getting good. Federico is obviously he's more attackable in a lot of ways. Um, he doesn't have the hardest counters. I This room key, who is knocking on my door? I'm good. I'm good on the housekeeping. I got Adam Stone on the pod. This is a big deal. No, thank you. Not with Adam Stone on the pod. All right. Yeah. Anyway, she knows who I am. She knows yeah. who I am. How can she not? But yeah, so Fed and Pablo are a good team. I mean, Federico's got great soft stuff, great thinking. He's dialed in. And I think those guys are, yeah, those guys are right on the bubble also. Another question. So we're talking about uh, kind of teams right on the cusp of possibly jumping into that top three. So tell me this. I got a question for you here in my notes. We're going to talk about HTB, Hurricane Tyra Black, and we're going to talk about Vivian Glosman, who you yes. definitely have kind of some inside info on both of those ladies. Yeah. Where would you say that they kind of rank right now in the women's game and where possibly could they rank at year's end, would you say? Great question. So so Tyra, in my opinion, in doubles, she could be in women's doubles at the end of this year, I think she could be top five. I don't see why not, because I am playing with her a lot. She plays all the time. She's obsessed with pickleball. She's got really fast hands. She might have the fastest hands in the women's game, just in terms of natural ability. But she, you know, recognizing the patterns and, and understanding that stuff, that takes some time. But I don't see why she wouldn't be top five. She just needs to learn how to speed up the ball, because she can't. She's like a female JW. Right. She okay. just holds her ground and in men's right. Like JW is a stud, but in women's, you got to be able to initiate. And uh, she's figuring that out. We'll see singles. I don't think so. Um, her ground strokes are not great. Her forehand is not great, but it's not like she's going to be bad at singles. Like she's good, but is she going to ever beat Anna Lee in singles? I would, I doubt it. Right. But I think in women's, she could be top five right now. Maybe I mean, you got to say she's top top uh 15 in women's i would say um in mixed it's that takes time as we know it's just the dinking her forehand dink is um it's worse than mine and that's a problem and but her backhand dink is pretty solid on the left she's solid and she's great on defense she's got great power and she competes really well she really she fights hard she's really locked in in the moment and uh I think Vivian could be by year end, she could be right on that cusp also of of top five in women's. I think just the power, I think if Vivian and Tyra aren't better at women's than a player like Catherine um, within maybe eight months or so, I would be pretty surprised just because women's, it's so carnal. It's just power, hand speed. That's everything, right? And I don't think I don't think they're gonna be I think they're gonna be better than Catherine um or somebody like that. I mean Anna, Anna Lee, you know, maybe not, but uh that's my opinion there. I mean Vivian is also if you've ever met her, she's hilarious. I had her on my podcast. She's like uh you gotta meet her. I'll just say that. She's the most different person I've ever met in my life. And it's that funny. It's a lot coming from you, James. That's true. It takes one to know one. And she's got like uh so she was she's using this really soft paddle from this company like uh, who knows whatever it is we don't need to talk about any other paddle companies out here but it's really soft <laughs> and she took a full swing with a backhand 
and she hit me right in the chest. I just wasn't even ready for it. And it was wreck. I wasn't expecting it, but she can clock the ball. So both of them, the power is a joke. I think they they're in the conversation to go in the premier league next, next season. I mean, it takes some time like the mixed and, and we'll see, but like, it's an upside pick. And right. uh, that, that's so, so if, so if you were a GM and the draft is in a few weeks, maybe around a month away, would you say that both of these ladies are in the premier level, meaning the top 24 women uh, for major league pickleball? I think it's, uh, I mean, I think they're in the conversation. I think Hurricane probably I would just because I know how much she's playing and I know how much she's obsessed with it. And Vivian, maybe, but it's like, you've got to give Susanna Barr credit. There's a lot of players on that cusp right now, like um, that I think should be in there. Like you can't, you can't take them over a Lacey Schneeman. There's, there's just a lot of players right now that are right around that. I mean, women's is getting more competitive. It's great to see. So, yeah, that's a good question. What do you think? No, no, that's, I mean, just, you know, just kind of just talking about a couple names that pop into my head that could make the leap, you know? So, uh, uh, and, and I think that, you know, some of the most important thing that you said about Hurricane is how obsessed she is. That's a big factor. So you, you got to have, you got to have the talent, you got to have the, you know, the skill and the physical attributes, but being obsessed is a big one as well. So that, that makes me, you know, feel good about her game and just the little snippet of Glosman that I saw, she looked pretty comfortable and pretty smooth for, for being so early in, in her playing days. So I, I was pretty impressed by that as well. So they're definitely on my, you know, short list of, of, of players that can make a big, big leap. Yeah, I think so too. And I think it's going to be good that it's good that they're both in challenger. They're getting those reps, like they're jumping in playing every tournament they can. It's like, it's not it's not often that these players with a ton of talent, ton of power are just like locked in every tournament. I want to play it. They're both asking me to drill in Cali today. It's like that, like <laughs> it's it's just uh it's great to see, you know. It reminds me of a young me a year ago, just that obsessed. You know, anybody please play rec with me, right? You're still obsessed. You know you are, you still are. I am, I am. But uh my Zoom says that we have 30 seconds left to recording. So I'm going to do an outro and okay. we're going to see how long this was. And if it wasn't long enough, then we'll talk about MLP and see if Selkirk can. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for coming on. Best commentator in the game, Adam Stone, <laughs> uh, legend of pickleball. And uh, thank you. So see ya.